This is the Blaze Radio On Demand. Hey, it's Glenn, and I want to remind you, peace of mind is tough to come by these days unless you have a Liberty Safe. With a Liberty Safe, you won't worry when you leave the house because you'll know your valuables are protected. And right now, you can get free delivery to your home on any Liberty Safe. Go to LibertySafe.com for factory direct pricing. LibertySafe.com, made in the USA, lifetime warranty, and peace of mind. LibertySafe.com. The experiment was a success. Begin Life Force Reboot Program now. Stand clear. Life signs stable. It's alive. Set it loose. This is the Jeff Fisher Show on the Blaze Radio Network. Hi. How are you? Good. I'm very glad to hear it. I mean that. I wouldn't have asked if I hadn't have cared. Makes me happy. Hello. Welcome to the broadcast. Nice to have you along for the ride today. No, no, I I mean that. I Seriously, I mean that. You know, before we, before we delve into it, let's give you a few things that you probably need to know just to get you through the weekend. You know, the Pope's going to be in Cuba. You're going to hear a lot about that. You had tornadoes in uh, Missouri, Illinois, and Kansas. Arizona. They're happy they've announced uh, we got them. The I-10 highway shooter, been apprehended. Uh, Mexican authorities say they have arrested 13 in the El Chapo prison break. <laughs> Must have been the 13 that didn't help. <laughs> and uh, how about uh, how about that presidential debate? Huh? Yeah, I think it's still going on, actually. So... Could be just wrapping up right about now. But Carly Fiorina, Fiorina has a latest quick New Hampshire flash poll. The New Hampshire flash poll puts her in front, beating Trump. She's ahead of Trump. Then you've got the Carly, you've got Donald, you've got Ben Carson. Kasich is in fourth place. Are you kidding me? Jeb Bush in fifth, Rubio in sixth, Ted Cruz in seventh, Christie in eighth, other, other is in, what, what did it say? Eighth, ninth, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. Other is nine. Rand Paul is ten. Scott Walker is 11. Mike Huckabee is 12 in the New Hampshire flash poll. Wow. Wow. The poll, the voter gravity conducted the poll by surveying 2,839 New Hampshire Republican primary voters through touchstone telephone responses one day after the debate. How in God's name did someone watch that debate and think that John Kasich won? Anyway, he moved up fourth and ahead of, I don't think Cruz did himself any hour. Right, we've, we've gone over the debates. I'm not going to delve into that today, please. You're just going to, it's going to drive me crazy to delve into it. And you're going to get that from many other hosts 
uh, already have throughout the week, and you will this weekend as well. You don't need it from me. But I will say, uh, at this point, and we'll, I mean, this is a tremendous point right here. At this point, in previous campaigns, previous elections, right? All right? At this point, 2004, the great Dick Gephardt was in front. In 2008, for the Democrats, Hillary Clinton. For the Republicans, Rudy Giuliani. In 2012, Rick Perry. What do these all have in common? What do these all have in common? Oh, yeah. (laughs) They didn't win. So it does kind of bode well for the people kind of hanging out in the middle a little bit and let the front runners burn themselves out. Uh, so that's where you're at at this point in the, in the election. Uh, I must say, uh, happy birthday to my wife. Happy birthday. I love you. She's out camping. Which uh, she wanted to do. She loves to camp. So do I. And, uh, a two star or above. But uh, she's out. Scouts and my son, they're camping. And uh, we had a little birthday for her yesterday. You know what's special about the birthdays? What happens around everyone's birthday? And you're thinking, ah, you know what am I? What do I need to get my wife? I need to get her something. Of course, you know. I mean, you have to get you have to get her something, right? You don't? No, you do. And I, you know, what would happen prior to someone's birthday that you wanted to do something, you know, really nice for? Like, I don't know, car repairs. Uh, I don't know, a washing machine floods the house. Uh, Just a couple things. So, you had that going for you, you know, before your birthday. So... You know that you're going to live with the cupcakes and the ice cream. <laughs> oh, man. Come on. Is it a new law, by the way? And I mean this sincerely. Is there a law that I miss being passed that when you take your car into a repair shop, you cannot leave that repair shop until you pay at least $500 and usually more? It was that like a, something that I missed in the whole lawmaking thing across the country. This is a new executive order from the, the great Barack Obama. Did I miss that? Because that's the way it is, okay? You pull in for, hey, I've got this thing wrong for you, and out comes. All right, we got the report from the mechanic here. Uh, you need... Uh, well, really, you should get new tires, uh, but that, you know that's not a must. But they're riding a little low, and then they run a, down a litany of fenortners and buttons and switches that need to be fixed and taken apart and moved. And you know we can't look, look the part. The part's only thirty nine ninety nine, but it's going to cost. I got I got guys got to work on it. They got to drop the whole frame. They've got to take the the side panels off. They've got to drop the exhaust, and then we've got to get that two-inch hose and put it on, and then we've got to put everything back together again. That's going to cost you $345, just in labor alone. Come on now. 
Go on. Go on. Stop. Not enough of my whining about cars. And then we, if, if I'm whining, then I'm, I'm, I'm going to whine about my washing machine, too. So throw a quick load. <laughs> Thursday, I think it was Thursday evening. Well, it doesn't matter. One of the evenings, we, my wife throws a load of laundry in late. So i got to do that. Get that done. Throws it in late, and we go back in. And, you know, it's, laundry room is off the kitchen, and our bedroom is off the other side. So, you know, I mean, you, it's not that far away. And uh, we're laying there and watching some stupid show. Who knows what it is? And, I, and you hear, and I'm thinking, what the heck is going on? Did you know that there's a lot of water in a washing machine? I don't know if you know that or not. And when it screws up and doesn't shut off and keeps cranking out, man, some serious water comes out of that thing. <laughs> Our kitchen was a new swimming pool. You have a brand new swimming pool. There's the water everywhere. Just agonizing. And then, of course, so you got to go shopping for the new washing machine, right? And do you get the do you get the set? Do you think? I mean, the dryer's working great. Do you replace the dryer too? I mean, because you can't. Do you, oh my gosh, you can't have the different kind of dryer than the washer, right? Or can you? And now, the new washing machines all have. You, know, you got to take high test laundry detergent. There's no more regular. Okay, we bypassed that. If you've got the older washing machines where you can use the regular gasoline. And the regular wash, yeah, no, those days are over. Those days are over. And if you put that into the washing machine, A, and I don't know, it makes me want to try it, actually, but I don't want to spend another you know, $2,000. Uh, they say that if you put the old laundry detergent into the new washing machine, uh, it'll mess up the engine. And it does nothing but <laughs> create a monster amount of suds everywhere. And you just got suds going around, coming out of everywhere. I almost want to try it. If someone would like to loan me, uh, you know, two or three grand, I'll film it for you. I'll do it. But until then, nope. And then, you know, you have to pick and go shopping with your wife and look at laundry beautiful yep i like that washing machine it looks great do you want the front loader or the top loader you have to program this particular washing machine will hold 36.2 gallons of water and this washing machine will hold 36.4 but the point two actually holds more because it's a wider circumference on the thing shut up i don't know which one do you like I don't know that one's kind of nice, but you know whichever one you like. I know I I I like that one too, but that one's got the you know it's got the scrubber for the delicates and it's it's nice and I can put the comforter in it and it works. That sounds great. That sounds great. Do you like that one? We'll get that one. Yeah, I could try to get it there for you. I don't. Know, I can't. I can't. I can't get it there you tomorrow. I know that sign says uh, next day shipping, but we're booked. Well, I know, but now nah, the only way you can get it to your house now is. Uh, uh, you know, you can take it take it out of here yourself. I'm not doing that. 
Well, then let's see. We'll get we'll get it there sometime. Uh, I know you got to do laundry. We, you know, don't that sign. If you look at the small print underneath, it does. It says next day shipping if available. And then did you know? Uh, besides, and then aside from that, now they have the new washing machine and dryers that are wider and bigger. So if you like those, uh. Go home and measure your doors. Make sure you can get them in your house because uh, if they can't get through the doors, it ain't going to be delivered. We'll sell them to you, but it ain't going into the washing, washing machine room. Okay, We're going to leave it out in the garage for you. Agonizing. Washing machine shopping. Dryer shopping. So the next time that you go into you know, Depot, Lowe's, wherever stores, whatever, you know, Whatever store is selling your little washing machine and dryers, take a look at them. And think to yourself, if I need to get one, what would I like? Because there was an old guy there, and he was, you know, he was shopping around. We were talking to the guy. We were, the guy was ta- actually talking. We were going to buy one, and this lady comes up and goes, excuse me, I don't mean to butt in, but we're next. I just want to let you know that we are over here and we're next. And I, I mean, I was close to like, um, I'm going to be talking a lot longer now go away <laughs> i saw you over there and we saw you you're a little staring and guess what i've got about 18 more questions right now we're gonna get down to the how long the cord of the plug is attached to before he gets done with me okay so go away but the guy that was with her he then he comes up oh uh, no I, I take that back the guy who was, who was helping us, has some other guys. Some other guys walking by and he goes, hey, can you help these this couple over here? Which was nice. And he goes, yeah. Well, of course, the guy that he asked, you know, doesn't know the answers. Of course. So this guy has to come and ask our guy the answer to a question. So it's, it did no good. But the old man is pissed because the new watch, there's no agitator. Is that an agitator? says agitated no it's a new modern as agitates it doesn't do like uh, the old ones no it doesn't do that no sir your wife is the agitator okay live with that one here we go this is the jeff fisher show on the blaze radio network I don't want to make you mad, but I have a feeling a couple of the stories I want to talk about this week are going to really have you spinning, steaming, stomping. Wait a minute. That's that's what they did to me. I'll share them with you anyway. Please join us. Pure Opelka. Saturdays, 8 to 9 a.m. Eastern on the Blaze Radio Network. This is the Jeff Fisher Show. 888-900-3393 is the phone number. 888-900-3393. Plenty of broadcast programming for you today on the Blaze Radio Network. Michael Pelka, Puro Pelka, coming up immediately following this broadcast. Uh, Andrew WK with America WK. Chris Salcedo, Mike Slater, Joe Pags. That's your Saturday lineup. No need to go anywhere else than right here. The Blaze Radio 
Network. So, let's say you have a 14-year-old son. And your 14-year-old son has a science project, engineering project, smart kid. And he says, you know, I want to make a clock. I'm going to take it to school. Well, that happened right here in Texas, Irving, Texas, example. Uh, Little Ahmed Mohammed, 14 years old, brought his little suitcase clock to school. Got it in, showed it off, and then they were concerned that it looked just like a bomb. And if you look at the pictures, and I know I'll, we've posted the pictures everywhere, and I'll put it up on my Twitter, at JeffyMRA, and I'll throw it up on uh, Jeff Fisher Radio on my Facebook page. But you first hear, heard it, and you thought, oh, they made a clock. What is a clock? Well, yeah, if it was just a clock, you know, with a face and hands and maybe a little second hand and then the back that runs click, 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 click. But no. Ahmed's clock came in a little suitcase with wires and a digital clock. And he was not really forthcoming. When he opened it up and he said, and the authorities were called, and he says, just a clock. But he wasn't forthcoming with, look, it's just a clock. I made it for this class. Look, take a look at it. it in the, oh, you know, it's just a clock. So he was, you know, he treated it as if it's a clock. And I don't have to tell you anything. It's part of my project. For the forthcoming. So he gets arrested. Obviously, that didn't stick. And I believe that now his suspension of three days has been lifted, which I know that I think that's a great idea either because now there have been plenty of children been kicked out of school out of school out of their district for having a steak knife for having anything perceived as a weapon on their in their in their possession kicked out of their districts had to go to other schools farther away from home or were suspended for half a half a year, or suspended for the the semester, or whatever, and he was going to be suspended for three days, and they lifted that because they were raising a stink. And why would you imagine that they were raising a stink? Would you think that it was a racist thing to stop and investigate at a school where it, the child brings in a device that? looks like a bomb and by the way there were rules uh in the school uh in the school district about things that appear to be things but that aside so he did an interview the kid did an interview on al jazeera Hmm. and he said there is a lot of stereotypes for people who are foreigners and they have names mainly in Islam. Muhammad also says the flood of support he has received shows that people care, not just because I'm a Muslim boy, for every person who's different. It's not just Muslims who go through this. We're all human in the end. Uh Uh-huh. Well, Dad uh, actually ran for president uh, twice in the Sudan, uh, and he is a strong proponent 
of uh, the Muslim way of life. But he loves America, loves what America has done since he came here from, you know, the seeking freedom from the Sudan and that went into business. But this on his son is all because he's a Muslim. All because he's a Muslim. It's almost as if it was kind of set up here in Irving since the Irving mayor really is against Sharia law. Almost. I'm not saying it is. I'm just saying it's almost that way. Isn't it? The Jeff Fisher Show. The Blaze Radio Network. Jeff Fisher Show. 888-900-3393 is the phone number. So, the bomb clock that wasn't seems to almost be a setup, doesn't it? I, you know, to I don't know. It just seems that way. It seems to scream. We just want people to scream. Everything is anti-Islam. Everything is anti-Islam. In a related story, whites only signs and black signs were posted over the water fountains at the University of Buffalo. Calls of racism. Evil whites were trying to institute Jim Crow all over again. Cries broke out across the campus of the University of Buffalo. Racism. Someone had posted white-only and black-only signs near several bathrooms, water fountains. It brought up feelings of the past, a past that our generation has never seen, which I think is why it's it's so shocking. White-only, black-only. More than... More than a hundred, hundreds, actually, of students turned out to the black student union meeting to discuss the signs. They were upset. They were mad. And then, in the middle of this meeting, at the black student union meeting, Ashley Powell, a black graduate student, stood up in the meeting and said, um, excuse me, um, I, uh, I hung the signs. Yeah, (laughs) I hung the signs. Uh, Guess what? It was a part of an art project. Oh. Oh, okay. I got to the. This story says students were reportedly outraged and walked out. I mean, they were pissed. The cries of racism, Jim Crow laws. Oh, it was a black person who was doing an art project that did it. Oh, okay. Okay. Anyway, I was talking about the bomb clock story that 
it really wasn't a bomb, but it, you know, it was a suitcase. And uh, a couple other things related to that story. Um, you know, there's zero tolerance in all the schools, which we seem, we, you and I, hear it and have said it all the time for many years now. Look, where's the common sense? You know the kid had a knife in his car. It was a butter knife. They were moving. You saw it. You reported there's no need for him to get kicked out of school. It was a butter knife in his car. Zero tolerance. So when we have a kid that brings a suitcase clock that appears to be a bomb, and we get no, nothing happens because it's anti-Muslim to think that it's bad. And the zero tolerance rules were brought to us by uh, many of different thinking ilk in our government. And we just let it happen. Ah, it's fine. Don't worry about it. But now we're going to co-opt it. We're going to make it so our president... Uh, we've got people crying, hey, this is horrible, let him go, Mohammed, let him go, let him go. And our president, come to the White House, this is what we need in America, is more science. More science! Come to the White House. I have a couple of things. Uh, two things to think about here, just for a second. If you look at the bomb clock that wasn't, I mean, I guess it was a clock, it wasn't a bomb, uh, There's no way that, A, prior to this story, would that kid get on an airplane with that suitcase. TSA wouldn't. He'd probably be arrested right there, as a matter of fact. But there's no way he gets on that particular item, gets on the plane. No way. B, let's say it does get on the plane. Let's say it does make it. And he gets off the plane and he hops a little cab from Reagan and takes it over to the White House and drives up to the White House and says, I want to show the president my science project and tries to get through the security to get into the White House. No way that goes through security to get into the White House. No way. Not before this. Not a chance. So when you start thinking that it was just harassment and anti-Islam because of the bomb clock that wasn't is now it's all because it was, it, we're all, all upset and treating this kid uh, badly because it was all about uh, Islam. Uh, no. Anti-Islam. It wasn't. Okay. Anti-Islam. It wasn't. So where are you at watching Walking Dead? All right, look, I was looking at this story, the top 10 Best TV shows in history. Uh, it's strictly, it's more favorite shows, really. But they, the Hollywood Reporter interviewed about 2,800 people uh, in the industry. God knows I love their, their, uh, their outlook on things. To determine what the best TV shows were. Okay, And this list, I'll give you the list, and then we can go over it a little bit. Friends, number one. Breaking Bad, number two. X-Files, number three. Game of Thrones, number four. Seinfeld, number five. The Sopranos, number six. Saturday Night Live. I Love Lucy. Mad Men, 
The Simpsons. Those are the top ten that people in the industry think are the you know their favorite shows. Uh, I'll give you The Sopranos, Mad Med, maybe Game of Thrones. Yeah, where is uh, House of Cards? Uh, I get, I give you maybe Breaking Bad, the total thing, Friends, uh, Seinfeld. Yeah. yeah, Friends was more of a. I'm sorry to do this to you, Friends. I love you, but uh, you're more of a time slot hit. Okay, you were great, and we loved all your characters and everything. But uh, it was Jerry that uh, held us on NBC on Thursdays, and then. I know you were on all kinds of things. We were on a long time. I got it. Okay, but you wouldn't be any there. Jerry was the man. Okay, Seinfeld was the man for you. I love Lucy. Still ranks up there. I mean, she was. Uh, that was a front runner. Lucille Ball was tremendous. But then we. I mean, you have. There's all kinds of shows that aren't out here. I was. You know the. Uh, and some of them in today's world, it's so much different. I mean, we have we have Netflix, right? We got the, we've got we can binge watch all these shows. You can binge watch we binge watch most of these shows on Netflix. But you don't have a. Uh, you know, there's a House of Cards for sure. Uh, will probably end up. I mean, if you've got uh, if you have Game of Thrones. Uh, the Killing, Longmire, Black uh, Blacklist. Oh my gosh, those are just modern shows. You know, newer shows that are that are uh, you know top. And what other show isn't on this list? What other show isn't on this list? I wonder what other show isn't on this list. And it's kind of a surprise that this show isn't on the list because geez, it's been number one ranked show in cable, probably one of the most watched shows. Of of all time on cable, yet it isn't on this list. Why isn't it on this list? It's a surprise that it isn't on this list because it would seem to me that a show that had great ratings and now my won't play, of course. Why would it play? Why would it play? Eh. Why would you want volume on that when you needed it? I turn it up. Ha. The Walking Dead. Are you kidding me? The Walking Dead is not on this list. Please. You got Breaking Bad on here, but not Walking Dead. You got a Mad Men on here, maybe the first couple seasons, but not Walking Dead. The Simpsons absolutely need to be on this list. You have Saturday Night Live. Shut up. I mean, Saturday Night Live is an iconic show, so I'll give you that. It's an, it is an iconic show. X-Files, no. Stop it. Walking Dead should be there. Top 10. Easy. And I'm not talking about Fear the Walking Dead, the new series. I'm talking about The Walking Dead, AMC's original The Walking Dead, which that new season is coming up in about four weeks, by the way. Cannot wait. And we will also bring back uh, Talking Walking Dead uh, when that happens with uh, my co-host Aaron Hernandez, who runs things up in New York for this show. Uh, he and I do a podcast uh, called Talking Walking Dead as we as we recap the episode of the previous week's Walking Dead and look ahead and see what could possibly be happening in the future. And we discuss everything Walking Dead. So look for that podcast under the Jeff Fisher page on uh, theblaze.com slash radio. 
And, uh, you know, we'll do that as soon as The Walking Dead gets back up and running. Now, they do have the new fear of The Walking Dead up. Uh, and we've been through, what is it, Aaron? Aaron is uh, there in New York uh, this morning. So, uh, we, we this third at three episodes Three now? episodes. See? Okay. And uh, I got to tell you, uh, the new Walking Dead, uh, it ain't doing it for me. No? It's not it nothing? doing it for n- me. Not even a little bit. I am telling you, I am trying the hardest possible. I'm sitting through it. I'm sitting through it. I'm trying to find something to grasp onto. And very little. Very, very little. If it wasn't for the whole just the Walking Dead thing, I'd probably be gone. I like the fact that this new episode is developing... um uh, you know, finally is starting to move with the military coming in here in the last episode. I know. Um, and I like I know. the fact that they are bringing in some actual interesting characters because uh, the main cast couple. is a little. Mm, right? I'll give you that. I definitely give Right. You that. There's nobody to put my arms around. And this last episode, I mean, the dad who I like, I got I have to remember his stupid name. Uh, he's a, was a, te- you know, they both were teachers in Los Angeles. And, uh, you know, they're at least the wife, who I'm not real crazy about, but she at least is get. You see where she's realizing, um, we have to kill these people, and we don't have to worry about it because they are going to kill us or we need to kill them. And it's not murder. It's life-saving. And she's almost there. I mean, she, if she's not there, she's pretty darn close. And the husband is, like, way off. I mean, yeah. He thinks we can still hug him and bring him back and say everything's okay. He's the and, weak character in this. And the you know the the as the kid as the old man is uh, showing uh, showing the kid about the gun and he comes in and he's so pissed he can't believe that the wife is letting this guy teach their son about guns and the old guy is like hey you know it's uh, the gun isn't the one that does the killing. <laughs> it's kind of not that, uh, yeah. No, the gun isn't the one that does the killing. And the wife is like, I didn't see the harm. Yeah, I didn't see the harm because guess what? We're all going to be shooting people real soon. This is The Jeff Fisher Show on the Blaze Radio Network. Jeff Fisher Show. All right, we got so much stuff. I mean, I've, I've got stacks and stacks and stacks of stuff. And uh, all I want to do is talk Walking Dead right now. So Aaron Hernandez joins me in New York. And he, of course, joins uh, me on our podcast of Talking Walking Dead. And we'll spike that back up when uh, the regular Walking Dead uh, gets back on here in about four weeks. But the new Walking Dead, uh, there are a few things I will give you, Aaron. There are a couple things that look promising uh-huh. Uh, in the new that it seems that maybe we're finally getting somewhere with something happening with you know the military showed up they're trying to get out they've got the they've got the central american barber guy and the wife and the daughter and you know he seems like he has some kind of idea of how to actually handle a weapon and kill people yeah and uh you know he wants to get to his 
Cousins Place. And I have a feeling that Cousins Place at least will be some kind of a, a safe zone for a while. Yeah, I'm really excited about the character of Salazar. I'm convinced that he was a Contra back oh, in the yeah. day, hanging out with Reagan and <laughs> in El Salvador, Nicaragua. Like, um, I, I really possible. do think that. Yeah, I, I don't, I don't, and I hope so. I hope that's the case because you know he's he seems really really serious. He's you know it's like he's seen it before the government there, uh, the military coming in. He was like he was having none of that. Yeah, you you could definitely tell that he's been through this before. Yeah, he was having none of that. None of that. Oh my God, the military's here. He was like, whatever. <laughs> it's the time <laughs> to take, go. Yeah, you take your little military crap and move on down the street because we're out of here. Uh, pretty funny. And then, uh, you know, so there's a number of things that are promising about about it, but it's been pretty darn slow. And then AMC, I love you, and, you know, but you got to pick up the pace. Man. It is. It is Tell slow, me. but I think it's going gonna, it's gonna to wind up to something really good. I feel, once again, this is like Walking Dead season uh, two, and uh, we all know how that went, but it went up to season three, which was great. So hopefully something comes out of it. So you're telling me that it's just a setup, a ruse for the next 20 episodes that they just signed for. I hope this so. whole six episodes. Get me in. Just a ruse to get me in. I think that's you what it is. You bastards, AMC. Oh, my gosh. That ticks me off. Okay, I'll watch. You got me. This is the Jeff Fisher Show. Only on the Blaze Radio Network. The experiment was a success. Begin Life Force Reboot Program now. Stand clear. Life signs stable. It's alive. Set it loose. This is the Jeff Fisher Show on the Blaze Radio Network. Welcome to it. 888-900-3393 is the phone number. Coming up immediately after this broadcast, Michael Pelka with Pure Pelka and I don't want to, you know, promise you anything, but I just saw on uh, the Twitter feed that uh, at Jeffy MRA that uh, possible today you could possibly uh, win uh, baloney with uh, Michael Pelka's face uh, etched into it, stunt brain baloney, uh, pure Opelka baloney. Uh, so, hey, you got that to look forward to. I cannot uh, personally wait until that because, oh, my gosh, there would be nothing like <laughs> stuff and stunt brain baloney in my mouth. <sighs> Can't believe I just said that. Welcome to the broadcast. In our sad but true file, plenty of sad but true stories uh, all over the place. Texan woman cuffed for possession of methamphetamine was packing a fully loaded handgun in her vagina. 
she, uh, in fact, had a loaded Smith & Wesson pistol uh, in her vagina. The weapon had a round in the chamber and a full magazine of bullets. Now, when you think of places to hide a little gun, is that a place that you want to full magazine of bullets and a round chambered? You want that there? Seriously? Okay. That's what meth will do for you. This story from Florida. Fernando County authorities, very sad story, have found the body of an 18-year-old boy, man, uh, who had disappeared. He was at a party. And uh, he was last seen uh, at the party uh, running off uh, from the subdivision. Uh, The witnesses at the party said, hey, I don't know what was going on. He took off all his clothes and ran into the woods. Now this, uh, from witnesses on the story, and I'm sure the witnesses didn't have anything to do with this, uh, say that uh, Thornton, uh, the name of the deceased, may have been on illegal drugs and in an altered state. That's possible. Possible. He may have been. On illegal drugs and in an altered state. How many times in your life, ask yourself this, how many times in your life have you been at a party, a little gathering, and you've you've not been on illegal drugs and in an altered state, and you've gotten naked and ran off into the woods? How many times have you done that? That's what I thought. So it's very possible that he was on illegal drugs and in an altered state. This story is a fascinating story, really, um, but it's kind of sad, but true. Um, There's a guy who now has a bionic penis. That's unbelievable, this story. He, when he was a kid, he got caught under a car that dragged him 600 yards, which resulted in serious injuries to his genitals and thighs. So over the past three years, he has had a total of 119 operations. And one final 11-hour procedure to fit the inflation system. Wow. Wow. Now, that has screwed him up for most of his life. But now he claims to be ready to go. He, they used what he had left. They used skin grafts. It took quite a while. Three years. Three years. They used skin graft from his arm. That skin and fat from his forearm. And it allowed him to pass urine standing up for the first time. 
Wow. That is, you know, sad but true story, and it's fascinating. This is where we're at medically. I was just reading a story. What did I do with that story? Just reading this story about researchers create protein patch that may reverse muscle damage from a heart attack. Amazing, right? I mean, it's, it's just fascinating what's happening. Um, they haven't used it on humans yet. That's coming, of course. Uh, according to the news release, heart muscle cells regrew in the animals within two to four weeks after they received the patch. Wow. Ultimately, the pigs and mice saw restored heart function. And according to the story, the pigs and mice were in bad shape, almost in the shape of where they would need uh, a trans- heart transplant. Uh, that, unless they got this patch. Once they got the patch, they were good to go. So this is fascinating stuff, right? A guy you know who's been suffering and hasn't had a, a, the, the, the main thing that makes you a man. We talk about it all the time, you know. If you've got, if you've got a hoo ha, you're a girl. If you got a thing, you're a guy. That's the way it is. I don't care. That's the bathroom you're going to use. This guy didn't really have one for most of his life. Now he does, thanks to you know modern medicine. Fascinating. So. And with the patch, the protein patch, healing your heart, wow. I mean, all that's left now really is we've got to curb the aging process. Because we can pretty much heal stuff, and you can have fake stuff from every, you know, joint and bone in your body. And I'll be having more of that, by the way. But. We've got to curb the aging process. The body still ages. So we've got to do something to curb that. When I say we, I mean, you know, people who are a lot smarter than me. (laughs) They have got to curb the aging process. No one wants to get old. No one wants to get older. We've got to keep everybody right in that whole... I don't know, 30 to 50 range body-wise. That's when everybody's body is kind of perfect, right? They'll say, no, Jeff, that's when you're younger, when you're 15 to 25 or 30. No, you don't have the brain, right? You got to be. So anyway. Curb the aging process. So how many of you have recycling and regular trash pickup? Many people do. I do in my neighborhood where I live here in Texas. And I just last night, last night I was picking up all the trash from upstairs. I go upstairs to the children's part of the upstairs, the filth part of the house. And you know, I'm cleaning it up, sticking it up, and soda cans. I bring them down, I just throw them in the trash. 
Let's throw them in the trash. I know there's recycling. I know we've got the little recycling basket right next to the regular trash. So you put your cans and stuff that recycled right in there. But there are times when I just, I don't care. <laughs> uh, I don't care. I'm not going to mess around with a little bag. Here. I'm going to put it in the trash. I'm done. So then, and I know that my father-in-law, my mother-in-law and father-in-law live with us. I know that that drives my father-in-law insane. He can't, he can't take it. He's got, to, he's got to take the recycling stuff out of the trash and put it in the recycling and then take it out to the recycling can. And so I usually, you know, just shake my head and walk by. You know, I don't, I don't care. Well, last night I was, I see him doing it and I'm like, you know, you don't have to do that. They're not, there's, the, there's no recycling police that's going to stop by and say, hey, you had three soda cans in your trash bag. And those should have been in the recycling. Now, I have had it the other way around. Well, no, that's the same way, actually. There was a time, and if I find the, the <laughs> oh, I want this to happen when I'm home so bad. And it never will because I'm never there when the trash guy comes. But the recycling bin was full. And my regular trash thing was uh, full, but I had some big boxes, cardboard boxes that I wanted to get rid of. And I just stuffed those in the top of the trash can so, you know, that the top was still, wouldn't close 100%, but was still, you know, leaning up against the boxes. And so when the trash truck comes by with his, you know, automated gripper, robot arms, he picks it up, drops it in the back, moves on. So I get home. And the boxes that I had put on top, now it could have, might have been someone else in the neighborhood, now that I'm talking it out loud, but I don't know that. Because it said, written on the boxes, this should be in recycling. And I about blew a gasket. I mean, I was ready to hop in the car and drive around and try to find the, the trash driver. Because your job ain't to do that, pal. Your job is to take your little robot arm truck and pick up my pick up that can with stuff in it and drop it in that big dumpster behind you, put my can back down on the road and drive away. That's your job. That's what I pay for. I don't pay you to stop and say, oh, that should be in recycling. I'm not picking that up. Well, in Seattle, that's exactly what you have. That's exactly what you have. Nine full-time solid waste inspectors have been hired as part of a controversial program to check city trash to make sure people are recycling. Holy crap. Now there's, you know, the, the program is now riddled with lawsuits and people are mad saying it's intrusive government program and look. I understand people have noble goals, said Kelly Carinder, who got tagged two weeks in a row. The fines don't start until the first of the year, by the way. But she said at some point we have to say, you can't violate my rights to achieve this noble goal. Well, actually, uh, Kelly, think again. Okay. Now, 14,000 residents, 14,000 residential and commercial customers have been tagged. The sticker warns them that more than 10% of their trash content should have been recycled or put into compound bins. The horror. Now, the Supreme Court 
Now, they ruled that once you put your trash out to the curb, that's open season. Okay? It's not protected under the Fourth Amendment. No privacy protections. It's open season once you roll that bad boy out to the curb. Now, the Supreme Court of Washington State said, nah, not so fast. Um, our state constitution provides better protection, and we believe that people expect that our garbage is going to be protected from prying eyes. Yes, we do. We all do. Now, of course, you know, the ruling was criminal conviction because it was overturned on the grounds that the police found a key piece of evidence in the trash without first obtaining a search warrant. But if you go back to the Supreme Court, the Supreme Court says they didn't need a search warrant, right, because it's open season. State of Washington says, eh, you do. People don't uh, don't think of that as open season. Now, look, the mandatory composting ordinance calls for fines ranging from $1 to $50 starting the first of the year, as I said. But there's no appeals process because the trash is already gone, right? So... What are you going to do? You get the ticket, you got to pay it, or they're going to, or you know, you'll end up having the collect the city coming and arresting you for trash fines. Now, the city, he said, "Look, listen, the policy upholds the state constitution and the civil liberties. There's no intention of opening trash bags. Containers are only tagged, and the contamination is clearly visible." Containers are only tagged if the contamination is clearly visible. If you have some sort of item that needs to be recycled or that we feel should be recycled and it's in the other trash bin, it is contamination. (laughs) So, so, we're, you know, this is for your safety, my friend, your safety. Uh Uh-huh. You're listening to The Jeff Fisher Show. The Blaze Radio Network. The Jeff Fisher Show. Welcome to it. 888-900-3393 is the phone number. Uh, Will to live. How strong is your will to live? There's several fascinating stories about people with huge wills to live. A lady trapped in her car for two days, um, crashed, ended up down in a little ravine in a wooded area, legs, back hurt, jammed into her car. She was mad at her husband. They got into a big fight. She drives, crashes, two days. This is in Utah. A couple stops, you know, to scenic little pull-off. If you've been to Utah with some of the some of the areas and some of the mountains, some of the national parks, and there's a little pull-off. They pull off to take some pictures, and they heard her screaming. Amazing. She could have been there forever, right? I mean, we had the Texas grandma uh, not long ago. Uh, how long ago was that? That was that was in June. Remember the the grandma that uh, crashed 
uh, in, down down into a huge ravine that nobody could see her. She was down there sipping her Sprite and soaking her towel in the ravine water and laying her head on a rock for days until they finally realized she wasn't coming. She didn't show up for a party, so they started looking for her, and some guy happens to see, you know, that looks like a somebody crashed there, and there it is. She's down at the bottom of this ravine. But she's still alive. I mean, the will to live is is amazing. And she was there for, you know, several days. And so it's it's in all humans to try to live, right? But we also have a tremendous story of dogs. Uh, there was two dogs. One left the house, broke away. One dog falls into this little cistern place and can't get out. And so the other dog stays there, will not leave that dog's side. And they were gone for days, days. It was five days until they finally, somebody actually finally found them. The dog would leave the other dog a little bit and go and try to get help. Um, And so now the guy is really happy. He's got him back. He fed him extra steak. The punishment, he said, was extra hamburger and roast when she got because I was so thrilled to see them. Um, maybe, and he's going to give him GPS collars. GPS collars, how about we give the dog, I don't know, some lassie training. Go back and bark a few times so humans understand what you're barking about so we can go save your friend. My gosh, this whole little going back and trying to get water and not being able to communicate with people. (laughs) Oh my gosh, what are you, stupid? This is the Jeff Fisher Show. Only on the Blaze Radio Network. The Jeff Fisher Show is on. Welcome to the broadcast. 888-900-3393 is the phone number. Plenty of programming left for you today. Mike Opelka immediately following this broadcast. Andrew WK, Chris Salcedo, Mike Slater, Joe Pags. That's a Saturday for you. Sunday, you've got David Barton, Bill Handel, Jackie D, little Gun Talk, little Hollywood 360. And then Monday through Friday, you've got, uh, you know, a jam-packed action entertaining day. Starting off with Doc and Skip. Glenn Beck, Buck Sexton, Jay Severin, Pat and Stu. You're welcome. From theblaze.com slash radio. Great news for James Bond fans. Recently we heard that, uh, oh boy, James is going to become this politically correct guy and how could they do that to James Bond? He's James Bond. What are you talking about? Uh, Well, uh, the new book, Trigger Mortis... Uh, according to this reviewer, Matthew Dunn, okay, uh, I'm delighted to report that fans of the most successful literary and movie franchise in history needn't have worried. In Horowitz's excerpt, expert and mischievous hands, Bond hasn't been scolded into becoming all things to all people. Instead, he's still Bond. James Bond, licensed to do what he damn well likes. 
There are brief references in Horowitz's brilliant tale that Bond needs to be aware he's in a changing world. Cigarettes give you cancer. Gay people exist. There's more women than just there's more to women than just making them great bed partners. But to no avail, James is still James. Thank you. When I first heard that, it was very that was sad news because I thought, "Oh, are you kidding me? They're going to make James Bond this politically correct guy? How could they do that? It's James Bond. I mean, that's the whole point behind James Bond, right?" Okay, but apparently, uh, no, they did not. Also, a story that uh, we kind of zero back to uh, the story we did earlier on Ahmed Muhammad, the kid who, uh, you know, the bomb clock that wasn't. Uh, now we're getting stories, uh, of course, that saying that, uh, hey, he didn't invent anything. <laughs> he didn't invent the digital clock. He didn't, I mean, obviously he didn't invent it, but he didn't work, you know, make it so that it was a digital clock. He put a digital clock in a pencil case and then put it in this carrying case to make it look like he actually did something with wires hanging out of it. So nice, nice. So it couldn't possibly have been all made up like we thought, right? Now, stop it. Now, for those of you that follow me on Twitter, at JeffyMRA, and on my Facebook page, Jeff Fisher Radio, uh, you know that I mentioned... uh, as a, a teaser for this show today, reparations. Well, here you go. Poor nations suffering from extreme weather disasters, so much so that their citizens are seeking refuge in safer terrains outside their borders. Good for them. Good for them. Move. If you don't think it's safe where you live, move. Very simple. However, They want rich nations. And when they say rich nations, you know they're talking to us, the United States, to pay for reparations and to relocate populations. Uh, Yeah, uh, no. Now, we've got the big United Nations Conference on Climate Change coming up in Paris uh, in December. (laughs) Can't wait for that. That will be fun. Wonder what they're going to discuss. Oh, I don't know. Maybe reparations and uh, from us. Oh, my gosh. Now, according to this, um, you know, the EU is specifically, uh, we're trying to balk a little, saying, uh, you know, wait a second. Uh, we already are saying that we already agreed on $100 billion a year. Uh, in climate change mitigation measures. So now you want more? Yep. Is that a surprise to anyone that they're coming back for more? Look around. What happens when you give in to terrorists? I mean, to people who uh, believe in a cause and lie to you that they're going to make a deal, but what really, unless you give them everything that they want, they're never happy and never going to take what you want to give them. Huh. So, yeah, they're coming coming back for more. They want additional compensation for weather-related disasters as well as displacement coordination facility 
for refugees, and they want all this to be legally binding as part of the larger anticipated Paris Accord. Oh, can I not wait to see what good and whose lives we're saving with the Paris Accord at the Climate Change Conference in Paris this December. Oh, it's going to be, it's going to be so good. So good. So, and they're ticked because one, one, one nation, where is the story here? One nation was mad because, uh, they had a big tsunami and people were helping and they were coming to help them. And then there was a big earthquake and they left. All the helpers left because there was a big earthquake. So they were left to do it on their own. What? Yeah. They are ticked at us because we went to help somebody else. And guess what? We had to finish on our own. And we're a poor country. And we don't want our people to have to suffer anymore then they should. If that were true, then you wouldn't be wasting your time trying to get other people to pay. You would work it out yourself, and you would make it yourself, and you would be okay. But it's not true. What's true is you just want our money. And that was the trick, right? If you couldn't, you can't bring other countries up so much but you can bring them up a little and bring us down a lot then you even the playing field right it's all a beautiful thing and this climate change thing is absolutely agonizing if you are if you believe that it's true that we're harming the globe as much as they say we're harming the globe then nothing else matters and nothing else will you believe, period, period. Otherwise, you're a liar. No, climate change is real. Young people, you heard from our president about his daughters. They believe it. And our young people are going to believe it. Yeah, they believe it because they've been, I don't know, what's the word? What is the word? What is the word? Oh, yeah. Brainwashed since they were little kids. I mean, almost, I guess you could say every kid is to some extent. I mean, we want our kids, at least I do, want my kids to think for themselves, but it can't help but, you know, rub off a little of how you feel and what you think about things. But I always, you know, always make sure that you know my children realize that hey that's the way I feel and how I think and what I think about something and I don't you know we don't I don't call them stupid more than 10 times if they disagree with me and I mean that's just I thought that was good parenting uh, I still do uh if it's more than 10 a horrible horrible parent 10 or under you're still good don't be stupid you're stupid. Stupid, stupid, stupid. 
you could almost get away with more than 10 if you spread them out during the day because people forget how many times they've been called stupid. Trust me. No, no, no. I mean that they do. They, they People forget how many times they've been called stupid. <laughs> so be ready for that. Reparations, baby. They people, other countries want our money because of global warming, climate. I'm sorry, climate change. And while we're giving them a lot of money, we're not giving them enough money. And never mind that the Soviet Union and Russia are, are not the Soviet Union and Russia. Soviet Union, Russia, and China are polluting way worse than we are. Uh, it's our fault. Make no mistake about that. It is our fault. So we must pay. And we must pay a lot. And we don't want to, countries, we don't want countries to take care of themselves. We don't want countries to help their citizens pull themselves up by the bootstraps and take care of themselves. We want countries to sit there and wait for us to help them and be pissed when we leave. Because if we didn't get it 100% and everyone was living in beautiful new homes and the grass was green and the sprinklers were on, then it sucks. And well gone, we should be able to move. And we need a bunch of money to move. And then we want, you to, we want to let you into the United States for free. We want to come to the United States. We don't want you to ask a lot of questions, though. Because we, you know, we're going to say that we like the United States. We're going to say, yeah, I really like the United States. It's my favorite place like to be here this is where i want to live but i don't want to live like a united states citizen i want to live like i lived back in where i lived before you know the place that i was running from because it sucked so bad i want to live like that but if you're gonna let me if you're gonna let me come in the country for free um then yeah i want to be an american and i definitely uh i definitely believe in all that stuff and so does my wife and two kids. We believe in all that stuff. Yeah, yeah, no, you don't have to ask us. Just we'll sign anything. And then and then we'll move in. And then we'll go to some city. You know, we'll go to some city that nobody knows, Irving, Texas. And we'll, uh, we'll live the life that we wanted, that we were living in our the country we left. We'll do that instead of living, you know, I don't know, like the United States of America. Nah, it could never happen. Shut up, Jeff. Shut up, stupid. This is the Jeff Fisher Show on the Blaze Radio Network. Sure. Welcome to it. 888-900-3393 is the phone number that you can use when this program is live. If you're listening to it on our podcast at theblaze.com slash radio, I mean, you can call the number, but it's not going to be for this show. And if somebody does pick it up, you can say, yeah, I'd like to talk to uh, the person on the air. And... Then uh, they'll ask you, what do you want to talk about? And you can say, I want to talk about 
You know, I'm so ticked at what he just said. So I'm so ticked at what he just said. It really made me upset, and I just want to relate a personal experience. I'm telling you how to crank a talk show. <laughs> <laughs> without actually saying what you're going to say or what you're going to talk about. Uh, it ain't that difficult, trust me. Guys like me been answering the phones and going through phone calls for 100 years. It ain't that hard to get on. So we could talk about the bestiality trial way back in 1642. I am looking forward to this book, to be honest with you. I just realized that there was a book out there, uh, The Case of the Piglet's Paternity, 1642 Bestiality Trial of a New Haven colonist, George Spencer. And the story, I'm going to have to get the book, but the story talks about uh, uh, he admitted it, didn't admit it, admitted it, didn't admit it, but the fascinating stuff is how they treated it uh, through the judges in the courts. And uh, it was uh, how they came to visit him, uh, the the judges and the attorneys, and they visited him in jail because they threw him in jail. And uh, they acquitted him of murder crime. He'd been accused, and then they acquitted him. And they had, felt like they had to find him guilty of something, so they found him guilty of suspicion. Guilty of suspicion. And we've all been guilty of that, I guess. Except that his guilty of suspicion was, uh, you know, having sex with a pig and making a baby with the pig. And uh, in the end, it all you know works out to where he gets to capital punishment. I mean, he gets his the pig's killed, he's killed. But it'll be a fascinating story. So the fascinating story of the case of the piglet's paternity. Going to have to get that. It almost sounds like a Perry Mason. Or we could talk about the new nanotechnology. We're a little bit closer to the invisibility cloak. Oh. Yeah. But when you read the story, we're a lot farther away than you would have hoped. For those of you like me hoping that uh, hoping that you could become invisible soon, eh, not so much. Not so much. Hey, anybody tell you you look good today? Because I know you don't have an invisibility cloak. You look great, and I mean that. Fantastic. Except uh, without the invisibility cloak, you, you're not going to wear that all day are you okay this is the jeff fisher show only on the blaze radio network